love wiffle ball. No other way to explain it. Just something about the game. The feel of the grass. Smacking that ball all over the field. Making plays. Diving head first, whatever it takes to get the job done. That's what wiffle ball means to me. Striking out grown men. Watching their knees buckle on a called third strike. Set out, bud. And then, of course, the home runs. The base hits. The big, big home runs at the big moments. That's a whiff of greatness. Join us all season long for the Joe Aguirre story. A CMG podcast. What's going on, basketball fans? It's the Posting Up Podcast back here on Clovercrest Media. I'm joined by Big Jace and Sean Scanlon. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing good. Okay. Uh, so, wasting no time at all here, Joel Embiid dropped a career-high 50 points last night. He has been carrying the Sixers team on his back. Although the rest of the team's been playing good, Joel Embiid's just been that good that he can carry a, a good team on his back. Guys, what I want to know, I'll go to Jake's first with this question. Is Embiid a serious threat to win league MVP this year? And if not, Jace, who do you got at the front running? Um, I, I do think Embiid is definitely in that conversation. He deserves to be there. Um, going into this season, I thought it was jo- uh, Jokic who was the best center in the league. But Embiid is really showing it. Um, I mean, I think the big thing he's doing this year that uh, is really standing out to me and uh, the big change he's made is the amount of three-point attempts. He's averaging a career low uh, in three-point attempts, but a career high in three-point percentage. So the less he's taking, the more he's making. And uh, I think that's where he's he's succeeding. And, I mean, he uh, obviously him being so – uh, dominant inside the paint, uh, a- averaging over uh, his uh, field goal percentage over 50%, um, shooting, uh, rebounding, uh, 11 boards, and then the 30 points is just monstrous. He's a beast. Um, but I- I- I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell, the way the, the-, the Jazz are playing, he He's someone who's in the MVP candidacy too, but right now, if the season ended today, uh, honestly, I'd probably say Steph. Steph is been balling out. Uh, no one's really expecting to do the uh, the Warriors to do as good as they're doing right now, 
and uh, Steph is really showing up. But uh, what do you think about Joel Embiid, Sean? Yeah, um, if I were to have to say right now, I think he would be the favorite in my eyes. Um, I don't think that anyone thought the Sixers would be this good at this point. Um, I, you know, obviously being the number one seed in the East, I think a lot of people thought after last year that it was just going to be the same thing over and over. You know, Simmons with Simmons and NB, they're going to get bounced in either the first or second round. But uh, I think that he, he's shown that uh, he, he's not going to let that happen this year. Uh, like Jace was saying, the three-point the three point attempts are down. Um, and obviously, he, I think he's reaching his full potential, just getting it done in the paint, um, being super efficient, scoring the ball, and also, you know, doing it defensively as well. He's He's got over a steal and a block per game. Uh, so he's, he's not just dominating on the offensive side of the ball, but doing it on the defense. So I think that, you know, he should definitely be uh, the favorite right now. He's just been uh, dominant every night, like we saw last night. The Bulls had no answer for him. Um, and then also on the offensive side of the ball, he's he's getting to the line uh, at a career high. He's getting to the free throw line 11 times per game. Uh, you know, he, he's just imposing his will down low. So I think that he should be the favorite. Um, obviously, there's some other guys like LeBron. And uh, I, I think Harden is, is starting to enter his name in the MVP conversation the way that Brooklyn's been playing. But um, I do think that Embiid should be the favorite. Uh, I know that Lucas would probably say the same being a Sixers fan. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? No, I mean, of course I agree with everything you just said. I mean, that, like you said, he's not only doing it on the offensive end, he's doing it on the defensive end too, averaging nearly nearly one and a half blocks and one and a half steals a game. I mean, the dude's playing ridiculous, and like Jay said, he's taking less threes, but he's shooting a better percentage. He's shooting 40% from three. I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, another stat that jumps out, on, that jumps out at me here uh, – not exactly, you know, there's guys like Jokic who average like eight or so assists. But, you know, Embiid's getting three and a half assists per game. And, you know, he's kind of just doing it all. He had a he had a 50-15-5 and five game last night. And I believe that he was the first sixer to do that since Wilt Chamberlain did it way back in the day. So, um, yeah, no, definitely good company. I think yeah. Embiid, no doubt, is the front runner here for MVP so far. Uh, like I said, Jokic, I've been hearing a lot of comparisons. Jokic, you know, obviously is averaging more assists. He's a better playmaker. He, you could argue he's a better three-point shooter. But as far as impact goes and value, which I think the word value, we talk about this all the time on the roll call baseball-wise, uh, the word value and most valuable player has been kind of lost. And and I think it should kind of re-enter, you know. It, it should be kind of the most valuable person to the team, success. And I think Joel Embiid is by far the best part of the 76ers and the, the big reason why they're doing so good this season. Well, uh, I don't necessarily think the value's lost in the NBA. Look at Giannis the past two years. No no true one person is more valuable to their team than Giannis. That's true. Um, yeah, you do have a good point there. I guess it's a little more um, – evident in baseball because you know as as me and joe say or i guess me joe and jj all say uh mike trout can be a tad overrated and there's not really a guy like that in basketball which is a good thing um so with that we'll get to our first game break of the day after this message from clovercrest media red sox fans have longed to hear it the boston red sox are world champions can you believe it it hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. Fires. Swing and a miss. Frankly, it's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship. 
Tune in to the newest show presented by Clovercrest Media. It's Obi's Backstop Podcast. Catch it twice a week, every Red Sox series finale on your favorite podcast platform. Well, that's not what I wanted to see. I don't like those stinky Red Sox. So, mm, I, Chase, nah. Chase, you know, run that, <laughs> run that on your other shows. Don't be <laughs> nah, keep it, down. keep it. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm sure Obi will do a great job with that. Um, so getting into our first game break of the week, uh, Jace started this a couple weeks ago, and I absolutely love it. Um, so we're just going to continue that. Uh, Jace, hit me with the game we're looking forward to this weekend. Oh, uh, I mean, it's a little bit later. Uh, it's Monday, Monday okay. night, Portland uh, against Phoenix. Uh, the, right now, the four versus five would be the first round matchup of the playoffs for today. Um, just, just good, good matchup. Uh, uh, love to see how good te- these teams are doing right now, especially this. Uh, once things are starting to figure themselves out during the season and both these teams, I mean, uh, th- th- this is probably going to be a matchup in the first round. Um, so, yeah, I like these two teams at four and five. So uh, I'm excited to see how they match up this uh as we near the halfway point of the season, I don't know. Well, what game you looking forward to, uh, Sean? Yeah, I, I had that game in my list too. I, I think it's going to be a lot of offense. But uh, another game that I had is uh, Nets Clippers. Obviously, uh, you know, two title contenders. I think right now uh, it's Sunday at eight on ESPN, so it's going to be nationally televised. But uh, I, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George came back last night, um, and, and you know, ended up beating the Jazz in a pretty good performance. And then, obviously, the Nets, uh, maybe they get KD back for Sunday. So, it'd be great to see both these teams at full strength. But uh, I think it's going to be, obviously, a really great game. Obviously, the Nets, you know, have been balling lately. Their offense is absolutely killer. Um, you know, they have their stars. But the other night, the uh, the role players were getting it done, too. Joe Harris uh, might be the best three-point shooter in the league right now. And then you got other guys like, uh, you know, TLC, Um coming off the bench. So I, I think that, you know, it's going to be obviously a great game. So I'm happy to see that uh, the Clippers are back at full strength too because they've been playing a really good ball. I think that uh, they're kind of getting underrated in the mix right now because of, you know, how well the Jazz have been playing and obviously the Lakers there too. But uh, I, I think this this could be uh NBA Finals preview. Who knows? But I, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. So uh, which game are you looking forward to most, Lucas? Yeah, um, I also got a Sunday game circled on my calendar, and that's uh, that's the Celtics and the Pelicans, uh, two teams who you know have high high expectations for this year and have kind of underperformed. So you kind of want to see which one of them can kind of get a, get a good win here against uh, obviously an interconference matchup here, uh, East versus West. You know, guys like I mean, a lot of star power in this game alone. I mean, you got Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, uh, there's some lower-level guys. I mean, Brandon Ingram's a star in my mind. Uh, then you got guys like some role players like Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, uh, Steven Adams on the Pelicans. So I think I think this will be a good game. I, I'm a little concerned to see how the Celtics handle Steven Adams and Zion Williamson. Obviously, we know part of the reason the Celtics are struggling this year is because of the difficulty they're having defending big men. So we'll see if one of those two can have a, a big game and really expose the Celtics down low. But for me, it's that Celtics-Pelicans game. I think the Celtics, if they can find a way to string together some good defensive stops, especially down the stretch, it's really killing them. 
pretty bad defending when it comes time to close the game. So uh, if the Celtics can win that game, they're they're on the way to the they're in the way to the right direction. I'll say that. Um, so getting into our second topic, speaking of scheduled games, the NBA is soon set to release the second half of the NBA schedule. Uh, basically, guys, I just want to know. What's a team like I just talked about two teams pretty much that are struggling or not not living up to expectations this year. We'll start with you, Sean. Who's a team that you think needs to have the strongest second half to kind of prove themselves here? Uh, for me, I think it's got to be the Denver Nuggets. Um, obviously, you know, they're sitting at the seven spot right now. I think a lot of people would expect better for, uh, after, you know, a strong performance in the playoffs last year, making it to the conference finals. Um, you know, Jamal Murray, he, it was a little bit of a slow start, but last night he got it rolling with, you know, 50 points against the Cavs. So I think, you know, he's got to get it going. Obviously, Jokic has been carrying the team on the back right now, but he can't do it all by himself. Uh, he, he's going to need some support. So, you know, they, they got Michael Porter Jr. back from injury. So hopefully, you know, he can contribute. And then, you know, some other guys like, you know, Paul Millsap and, uh, you know, Gary Harris, you know, they got to start really picking it up. But I think that, you know, they struggle on defense. Obviously, I think they could score with a lot of players or with a lot of teams. But um, I think that, you know, they got to lock down on the defense side and then the role players got to start to play better because, you know, like I said, Jokic can't do everything for this team. But uh, I think they got to, you know, step it up in the second half of the season. And I think they could because, you know, obviously they have the talent to do it. But uh, they, they just got to start uh, reeling off some wins here and start to get themselves, you know, into the upper half of the, the playoff seed in the Western Conference. But uh, what team do you think uh, has to improve in the second half, Jace? I mean, I, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to have to. I, I, I think Utah. I, there are a lot of that. No, there are a lot of doubters right now, even though they're number one. There, there are a lot of people saying a lot of smack about Utah and don't think they can necessarily. They necessarily have proved themselves. I mean, they, they've shown that they've played great. That's why they have the best. Uh, record in all, all basketball right now. But, I mean, they need to continue this throughout the whole season, and they need to – if they want to make some noise in the playoffs, they have to ensure home. They have to ensure teams are coming to Salt Lake City to play because uh, I, I I think that's the only way that they can get past a, a Lakers or a Clippers or with the, the their star power. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a interesting pick. A lot of people probably wouldn't pick the number one seed, but Jace, you're right. Uh, Jazz have a lot of doubters right now, and that's the most important thing to uh, to kind of silence those doubters. So I, I actually like that pick a lot. But I'm gonna go with another Western Conference team. I'm gonna go with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Stephen Curry, obviously, like we mentioned, uh, Jace said that he'd pick him as the front runner for MVP. He's the sole reason they're even in playoff contention as of right now. They're sitting at the eighth seed in the Western Conference right now. Obviously, that doesn't matter with the playoffs so far away. But the fact that they're still kind of up there in the middle of the table there in the Western Conference says something about Steph Curry. I mean, this is a team two seasons ago coming off of championship form. And obviously, you know, they, Draymond Green has regressed in a lot of people's eyes, even though he's still doing a lot of things defensively and making plays on the offensive end with his assists. Um this is a team, obviously, that lost Kevin Durant. Uh, Clay Thompson hasn't played since their last appearance in the finals uh, almost two full years ago. Uh, it's a shame what's happened to him. Really, really unfortunate situation for Clay Thompson. But 
I mean, this is a team. They've put together some role players. They've got James James Wiseman. They've got Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins. So this isn't a team that's full of scrubs. This is a team that I think needs to kind of get their act together and, and straighten up come come the second half of the season. I mean, this is a team I think that if they get their if they get their stuff together, they can compete in this Western Conference playoffs and maybe even win a series and challenge a good team, make maybe tire out a good team by the time the, the conference finals come. So look out for those Warriors. I think that um I think that then now they own I think that they not only have a lot to prove, but they're going to prove a lot come second half. Uh, so with that being said, we'll get into our second game break of the day. Actually, we'll get into the top 10 reel, excuse me. Uh, but first we're going to have another message from Clovercrest. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. Here we go. Top 10. Let's get it. As always, thank you to Isaiah for being be here today for giving us the top 10. But without further ado, Ooh. No boxing out, no fundamentals. Oh, welcome back. I'm hoping hoping to see a certain Timberwolves play on this field. Oh, yes. MPJ. Oh, ferocious. Yeah, get out of the way, Garrison Matthews, little boy. Oh, love. Division. Brendan Clark's a stud on the Grizzlies. He comes off the fence, but he's a good player. Beautiful. Uh, I really like that backcourt. Both those guys are good. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Cookies. Oh, the touch pass. Uh, so some volleyball. Yeah. The Time Lord, Robert Williams. Ooh. Oh, what a pass. With the left, that's tough. Ooh. Wow. Coast to coast. Not on my hell of a move. <laughs> oh, Boots some athleticism. With the That's left. what the Celtics need. Yeah, he's he's got to get out of Orlando. Oh, here it is. Oh, oh. oh he, my goodness. He caught a body. That is... I, I didn't see that until so, this morning. So he's in the dunk contest, right? He has to be, right? I'd hope so. I, that, did, they re- did they release any information on that yet? I, I don't know, but that has to happen. That, um, my God, I, I saw that for the first time this morning when I woke up, and I was like, oh. That, that, was, that I, was cruel. I that, couldn't that man, believe it. That man's and, got a family to go home to after that. That's <laughs> 
Yeah, good. Kevin. Um, I saw Kevin Hart posted it on Instagram. The picture, like a still frame of him jamming in the in the guy's face. And he said, "He was like, what the hell did this man ever do to you?" He's like, "There's no fans in the arena. What was your purpose behind this?" That was, I just thought it was so funny. That was kind of hilarious. Um, so thank you to Isaiah as always for putting that great reel together. Um, let's see. Let's get into our final topic. Speaking of the dunk contest, Jace, the all-star starters were revealed. As we know, the dunk contest will be held at halftime of the all-star game. It's kind of strange to me, but hey, it's not my call. Um, but that'll certainly be a great night of basketball to begin with. Uh, so the all-star starters were revealed. Um, Chase, I'm going to let you go first because you were talking a little bit before the show about someone you thought should have been in the starters. But why don't you give us – we're each going to name three people we really want to see or think deserve to be all-stars this season. Chase, hit me with your three. But I know who one of them is going to be. Yeah, on well, I, I, I originally – what was going to do the, the, I was going to be a little bit of a jazz homer and do all three from the jazz. But obviously the big one is Donovan Mitchell. Man's a stud. Uh, uh, he, he is the best player on right now, the best team in the NBA. Um, I, I, I think he's better than Luca. I, I think he's better than. Uh, I, I, Steph's playing really good, so I'm not going to say anything about Steph. But I think he deserved to be a starter. And, I mean, we all saw this, the Shaq comments, and he's just been playing on another level since then. But moving on from that, uh, I, uh, first-time guy I think deserves it, uh, Shea Gildress-Alexander, OKC. Uh, he, he's been balling out, been playing well. Uh, th- this team obviously in the middle of a rebuild, and he has been the, uh, the shining star there. And then, uh, I mean, to round it out, my, I mean, Zay's not here, but Julius Randle for Zay's Knicks. I mean, the 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 man in New York, uh, holding it down in MSG. And right now, I mean, the Knicks are seventh in the in the East, and he is the big reason why that is. But uh, who are your three, Sean? Yeah, uh, first I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. Um, obviously, the Celtics have been struggling a little bit, you know, with Marcus Smart being hurt and Kemba Walker in and out of the lineup. But I still think he, he deserves the all-star spot. Uh, he's You know, he's dropping 26 per game, shooting over 50% from the field and 40% from three. Uh, he's doing it super efficiently. And not just that, but he's also elite defender. Um, one of the best wing defenders in the league. So I think Jalen Brown has really stepped up his game this year. I, I think, you know, he's been good in years past, but he's he's definitely on an all-star level this year. So I think he deserves the all-star nod. Uh, second, I'm going to go with Chris Paul from the Suns. Uh, you know, the scoring is a little bit down this year, but uh, I, he's still doing it. He's still dishing out, you know, eight assists a game to just two turnovers. So a four-to-one turnover to assist or assist-to-turnover ratio is, is crazy. I mean, he, he's the point god for a reason. And he's also changed the culture uh, in Phoenix. I, I think that, you know, obviously they've missed the playoffs or, you know, for as long as I, I can remember, the, the Suns really haven't been good in a while. Um, obviously, you know, they, they got it going a little bit in the bubble last year. But I, I think that, you know, he's really he's really changed uh, the culture there. He's made it a winning culture. And that's what Chris Paul does. We saw it with what he did with the Thunder last year. Uh, you know, not a lot of talent there, but he, he brought them to the playoffs. So. I think he's doing the same thing with the Suns this year, and he deserves credit. And he he also gets it done on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and then my my third was going to be Julius Randle, but 
I think another player uh, who who should get his uh, first All Star in the Eastern Conference is Zach Levine. Uh, obviously, you know he he's been great this year. Uh, I think he got snubbed last year, and uh, you know he's he's a tremendous scorer, and he's not just doing that. He's also dishing out a bunch of assists. Uh, he, you know he gets some rebounds, so uh, he's he's one of the reasons the Bulls are you know improving this year. Obviously, they're uh, not in the playoffs right now, but I think they have a good chance to maybe get a seven or eight seed because they do have a lot of talent right. Uh, right now, and it, it all starts with Zach Levine. So I, I think that he should be an All Star. But uh, who are who are your three, Lucas? Yeah, you know, some some people I think we should start showing love to come All Star time. You know, they're the reserves anyways, and that's what that's what this guy is on his team. Uh, he's a reserve, but he's a very very important reserve. And I see Jay smirking there. He knows it's coming. I'm saying Jordan Clarkson needs to be an All Star. He's averaging 18 points a game. He dropped 40 points on my Sixers the other night. So, obviously, he can ball out when he needs to. I think Jordan Clarkson would be a great all-star addition. to. Uh, I think he's front-runner for sixth man of the year, and it's not even close. So, why not have someone like that on an all-star team? Uh, I was also going to pick Jalen Brown. I think, obviously, Jalen Brown has, has t- taken his game to – entirely different levels than anyone ever uh, not ever expected but than anyone expected this soon in his career uh like like you guys said he'd be a first time all-star the uh, Celtics are somewhat struggling right now but he's certainly been a bright spot there and then my third guy Sean I was going to go with Zach Levine but you, you took his name out of my mouth but that's fine uh I'm going to take a teammate of one of the guys you said and that's uh the teammate of Mr. Chris Paul and that's Devin Booker uh technically this would be his first first all-star selection. He was an injury replacement last year to earn his first all-star nod. But I want to see Devin Booker respected. I want to see him actually picked to be an actual all-star. But like no injury replacement bullcrap. I want Devin Booker in the all-star game, no doubt about it. So uh I like it. That, yeah, no, I think that we all had some great picks there. Um, that being said, I believe we're all set. Unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about, small game. <laughs> uh, no, I was I was just gonna say I'm surprised you didn't say uh, Tobias Harris. Uh, yeah. I, he's uh, he's shooting fifty forty ninety right now, which is an elite club to be in. He's uh, you know averaging twenty one a game. So I, I don't think he's gonna make it, but I, I think he definitely deserves some recognition, especially them being the number one seed in the East. So I think that you know he I think that he's he's got a chance to get in there. Oh, he, he he was on my mind too. I just I wanted to take it a little bit outside of the Sixers realm with yeah. my with my Joel Embiid MVP conversation earlier. But yes, Tobias Harris definitely deserves to be an All Star. Thank you, Sean. Um, anyways, you. catch us on Tuesday at five. Saturdays we come on at one. We do some great things here. Clovercrest does amazing things. If you can't find a podcast you like, start your own. As low as $15 a month. Go to the Clovercrest website for more information. That's right. Join the CMG Podcasting Network. Anyways, for Lucas Bulldog, Sean Scanlon, and Big Jace, this has been the Posting Up Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks.